when I look at my job now, and even other roles that I had, but I have to plan, like no one's planning my diary for me. I'm the chief executive, I plan my own diary. But I do have a board and certain things that have to happen. So you have to plan out your work. Hi, my name is Ran Elliman and I'm a student at Queen's University Belfast. This is Alumni Anthologies, the podcast show where I sit down with the alumni of Queen's and discuss their stories and experiences before and after graduation. Back in the latter half of last year, I had the opportunity to sit down with Kelly Andrews, a woman of many talents. From working with the Green Party to part-time hairdresser, and now the chief executive of Belfast and Lisburn Women's Aid, she has had an incredible career, and it all kick-started back in university. The floor is yours, Kelly. My name's Kelly Andrews. I'm chief executive of Belfast and Lisburn Women's Aid, and I graduated from Queen's University in 2003, 17 years ago. Thanks for being here, Kelly. So, to start us off, what did you actually study at Queen's? I initially applied to do uh, psychology, believe it or not, which was my first choice. And I, I, I got accepted, but then I bottled it. I was like, oh, that might be a wee bit too hard. It might be very maths oriented. So I went for my second choice, which was English and history, which I absolutely loved. I always was a big history fan. Uh, and I picked up politics in my first year because you pick up an extra subject. I did three subjects. And I just really liked politics and I seemed to have an aptitude for it. And when I decided that I would change my degree and I would do English and politics and I dropped history, although I do really like history, which meant I had to change schools. Um, They're all different now. I think I had to to change from humanities and go over to legal, social and educational sciences, I believe it was called back then. It's probably called something different now. but yeah, so I ended up graduating in English and politics, which was initially you don't think, oh, not very vocational. But um, it really set me up actually for my career path in many ways. For example, politics, I actually, uh, while I was still in university towards the end of my final year, um, I got involved in the Green Party through, as he was then, Dr. John Barry, but I believe he's now Professor Barry. Uh, I did an, I did ecology and then I did environmental politics uh, and sort of through that avenue I was quite enthusiastic uh, about green issues but I ended up I did work <laughs> for an MLA you know so that and even what I do now in women's aid lobbying for change and legislation you know just understanding how legislation is formulated and how policy is made you know that's part of my role within women's aid we lobby for change in, in legislation and laws uh, and we've been I think we've been pretty successful at it recently. Going to university seems like it's a really big experience for people and sometimes the pressure can really get to students. Is there anything in particular that sticks out to you? The hardest thing is being disciplined for your time management. That's the hardest part, is saying, I'm going to do this on this day, I'm going to read this, I'm going to do this piece of coursework, I'm going to do this. When you've got pressures, uh, I worked an awful lot. Um, I trained at a hairdresser before I went to university. So I had that skill, which meant I could earn money while while I was a full-time student. I worked six days a week in some capacity doing hairdressing, uh, which created its own challenges. Uh, Plus, I was a little bit different from maybe some students in that I was married and had a mortgage and had bills, although I was only 21 when I started university. So I still had a social life, but had to be a bit more disciplined, I suppose, that way, which wasn't a bad thing. But what I found, certainly in my last year of my degree was that I was feeling uh, financial pressures to get a job. Probably because uh, 
my husband's eight years older than me and a lot of my, my girlfriends at that time were older than me and had started their careers where I was only studying, you know, and hadn't, hadn't started my, for want, well, I had my hairdressing career, but, you know, what I was going to do, I suppose I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, and I was feeling pressure to get a job. So I think I, was, I felt that in the final year. Because sometimes I look back and I think, should I have done a master's then? Part of me would still like to do a master's. I've done other courses since then, vocational, related to, you know, work and long governance and strategic um, planning and all those sorts of leadership. But I often think, you know, that was the time maybe to stay on and to do the master's. But because of financial pressures, um, which I believe are probably worse now for students, because I was coming in where I uh, got my fees paid for but I took out a student loan to live and I am actually, I paid off my student loan, which some people probably have student loans for years and years and years. So I think that's a, a challenge for uh, students nowadays. As we were talking about students, the next question that I have for you is that what do you have to say to students who are about to graduate and are about to go into the, the world beyond university? What you really want is to get a job, but you need to get experience. It's it's not always good enough just to have a degree. You do need to have some of that experience and volunteering enables you to get experience and contacts and networks. So by volunteering, you get in, your foot in the door in an organisation. You get to meet people within that organisation. You get to know stakeholders that are involved with that organisation. You get to hear about jobs that are coming up and then you know, if there's a job coming up, you've already been volunteering in it or volunteering in the organisation. You've nearly got your foot in the door. You know, you'll know what the organisation is looking for and you can get in there and it can lead to a permanent job. I can definitely see that as you get closer to graduation, your nerves start to build up and you really are kind of lacking in confidence when you leave. Is there any words of advice you can give to students who aren't feeling the best about going into the outside world? I always think you should try and do a job that you like doing. Now, we all have to do sometimes things that we don't like doing because we need money. So, you know, we all do those sorts of jobs and everyone's been there, pays the bills. Ideally, if you know what you want to do, and you ha then you can put steps in place to get there. That's probably a bit easier if you know what you want to do. But when I came out of university, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I suppose I fell into things a little bit as well. However, by the time I got to when I was working in Citizens Advice and I was Regional Development Manager, I knew I wanted to be a Chief Executive. I knew that. And then I applied for Director jobs and Chief Executive jobs until I got one, and one that I really wanted. You know, because I knew by that stage and I knew I had the skill set and because of all the experience that I'd had in my career, because to be a chief executive, you're sort of jack of all trades, you know, because you have to be able to do a bit of everything. Operational management, finance, uh, human resources, policy, stakeholder engagement, communications. So my career path, you know, in politics, I learned a lot about communications and how to communicate with the public, how to communicate with stakeholders. That's all very important in my role now that I have in Women's Aid and the work that we do. 
if you look at my career path, those little things that I learned on the way led me here. So, Kelly, you previously mentioned that you studied English and history, and then you took on politics. That seems like it's going to be a lot of work on your side. How did you deal with uh, all this work piling up? I think when I joined Queen's, I was so enthusiastic. I was so delighted to get into Queen's. I just looked at the gravitas, you know, you look at Lanyon and it's fabulous, you know. I, I felt lucky to be there. You know, and I felt privileged to be there. So I was super excited. And I remember thinking, everyone's going to be so clever, you know. And then I think I was in one of the politics class really early on. And uh, another student in the class hadn't, didn't know what the House of Lords or the House of Commons was. And I thought, get to university level and you don't know that. Mm, I think I'm doing okay here, you know. Uh, so I sort of, it was a confidence thing really, you know, maybe lacking a bit of confidence. Um, but I think I overcame that quick enough. You know, I actually totally loved being at university and I really did. You know, I, I absolutely loved it. I did feel financial pressures in the last year, but overall I loved it. Um, it was it was great. But I think I had a part-time job as well. So it made me a little bit more disciplined in that I only had certain hours of the day on certain days of the week that I was free to study. So I used to come to work. My husband would be working in University Street as it, he was an accountant down there at the time. So he'd drop me off early in the morning. And even though I had no classes or my class wasn't until later, I would come into the library at nine o'clock in the morning and start working. But then I was working that evening in the hairdresser. So I had to be disciplined. So routine, you know, routine is king you know really get yourself into a good routine and um, I'm quite pleased to say that I never asked for an extension once on any piece of coursework however I did not put enough work into my uh, dissertation I stayed up all night to finish it 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 wasn't handed in late but it could have definitely benefited from uh, additional drafts you know, so I, hindsight is a wonderful thing. Don't leave things to the last minute. You know, really don't. And let's face it, you do get given enough time to do your work. You know, it's just about taking responsibility and planning it out, planning your week out, planning your month out, planning when your course work and your deadlines are out. Because when I look at my job now, and even other roles that I had, but I have to plan, like no one's planning my diary for me. I'm the chief executive, I plan my own diary. But I do have a board and certain things that have to happen. So you have to plan out your work. You've talked about students who are currently in university and students who have left. But if you could reach out and talk to every single student, what would be one thing you would tell them that is quite unexpected whenever they're going through the university system? Don't be scared of failure. It's all part of learning. You know, I had so many job interviews that I didn't get. And when I look at the... Always ask for feedback as well. And don't be defensive with that feedback, you know, and learn from it. Um, Because you will learn from it. And uh, that's what I would say, you know. And even if you don't maybe get the marks that you want, there's other opportunities that will come from that. And try not to be too hard on yourself and beat yourself up, you know. There's enough people out there to criticise you without you being hard on yourself. Try, you know, 
and I would all be bold as well. You know, like when I applied for the Praise Commission, you know, I was 27. It was a public appointment. It's quite a controversial public appointment. You know, there was still rioting on the streets when I applied for it. You know, it, it was a big task at that time. Did I even think I would maybe get it? Maybe just a little bit. I thought, well, I actually thought I met the criteria. That's why I applied, because I did meet the criteria. Just sometimes, if, just have a bit of faith. Put in that application. You never know. You might just get the job. Looking back at your university experience, it seems like there's a lot of moments that invoke pride. What would you think is your proudest moment at university? I was very proud of myself graduating. I know that sounds like a bit of a cliche, but I sort of mentioned about how proud I was to get in. I was forced one of my family, my mother's family, to get to university. So it meant a lot. And Queen's is a really good university as well, you know. It's held up in high esteem within the whole UK. So I was very proud when my mother came up from Dublin, you know. I'm her only child and there I was, getting a 2-1 from Queen's. You know, it was nice putting the gown on that day and that was a pretty nice moment. And then also, um, just like when you did, you know, a piece of coursework or, and you got a good, good grades, you know, especially because I felt I did overcome uh, quite a few challenges. Well, we're coming close to the end of our interview here, Kelly, but I have one final question for you. And it's about your experience, since it seems like you've had tons of experience via jobs and university. If you could tell yourself something back then when you first started university, what would you say to yourself? Uh, I think I would probably be, my final year, I think I could have been more organised and more disciplined in my final year. I think I allowed financial pressures to distract me a bit from, you know, because I had less time to focus on my studies and I was working for a paid employment to get money in. So, and just... Like, I did enjoy my degree, so I can't say just enjoy it. But, you know, I think sort of that last bit, I did sort of feel the financial pressures a bit, which made enjoying it a bit harder, if that makes sense. But, like, I wouldn't change my degree. You know, I loved my degree. Like, I have a, well, I suppose lots of people have bookcases in the room, but I, you know, have a big bookcase in, in the living room. And I have, like, my university books, because they're like literature books and philosophy books and politics books. And sometimes there'd be something on the TV, you know, would come on and, oh, I maybe check that, you know, pull that down and have a wee look because, you know, I knew it was in a book. Uh, I love uh, Whitnail and I. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. Well, Hamlet's and that, he quotes a soliloquy at the end. So uh, we were watching it about a week ago and I was able to pull down my copy and have a wee flick through it and just read over that wee part from Hamlet. <laughs> Well, Kelly, I hope I have my university books in years to come so I can quote whatever I need to quote. Thank you very much for this, Kelly. I greatly appreciate it and you have been a wonderful guest. No, thanks, Ryan. I'm delighted to be asked and uh, hopefully some students will uh, maybe listen to this and find some sort of um, some learning from it, you know. Alumni Anthologies is a Sark Media production made possible via broadcast production at Queen's University Belfast. Hosted and edited by Ryan Elliman, produced by Aileen Carson. The alumni anthology theme is Metal Pad by Pure Indigo. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope to catch you in the next episode. <laughs>